Good morning. I'm Wimala, and today is September the 29th. The end of the month is close. Today I want to sit first so we don't run out of time and then read again from Sharon Salzberg's book, A Heart as Wide as the World, Stories on the Path of Loving Kindness. And Sharon Salzberg is credited with uh, bringing one of the teachers credited with bringing loving kindness practice to the United States. And her, one of her main teachers was Deepa Ma in India, who, who encouraged her, basically told her that that's what she would do when she came back to the U.S. So let's, uh, Let's sit. We'll sit for a bit and then we'll read. I'll read and then we'll all move more into our day. So let this at least for you be a break of uh, coming to the present moment and being with your breath just letting your awareness of your body right at the present time, the present moment, be paramount and relax. Relax and just be present. So if you can, close your eyes. Lift your spine, roll your shoulders back. Let your body know that you're in a different state of mind. So if you've been leaning back or bending over working all day, now let your body be comfortable, but your spine straight. You're awake, you're present. And the body begins to know that so you can Help yourself relax just by putting your body in this posture. Just bring your body and your thoughts, your mind, your heart, your body, all to the same present moment. So that means dropping things you might be worried about or thinking about. Just let those go for now. Let go of worries about the future or regrets about the past or reliving the past. Just be in this present moment where everything is just fine. Be aware of the body breathing. And let that breath be your anchor.
any time during your day, whenever you feel like you become distracted, you lose focus, just give yourself a, a little bit of time coming back to your breath, reconnecting with yourself. Now just be aware of your body, how you feel, how the body feels. The feelings we look at are pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. It's not the same as our emotions. So as we stay aware to all, everything coming, making contact with us through our sense doors, we may notice that that can change the feelings. If there are sounds that disturb us, we may feel unpleasant, or if there's sounds that soothe us and we like, we may notice pleasant. Just be aware of how quickly these feelings can shift and change. Stay with your breath and just be aware of everything coming to you through your senses. Smells, sounds, the feeling of heat or coolness on your skin, pressure of your body, sitting in a chair, lying on your back, Even your thoughts, 
because we consider our, th our thinking, our brain, as one of our senses. So you can be aware that there are thoughts rising, but no need to get attached to them or make stories out of the thoughts. Just see them rise, then allow them to pass away. Just be aware they're there. When we close our eyes when we sit, it gives us a little distraction from the visual contact. Let this be a time of healing and recharging yourself. Whenever you come back to the breath, you come back to the breath just as you feel it, either around your nostrils, when you feel the in-breath, and again when you feel the out-breath. Or you feel it as you feel the belly rise and the belly contract a bit. Just choose one of those two points on the body to be aware of the breath. The inhale and the exhale. And allow that to relax you. And to be your anchor. We come back to the breath when we start to get distracted and lost in our thoughts.
So now as we end our practice together, we can set an intention for the day. May everything that I do and say and think today be done not only for my own benefit, but for the benefit of all beings around me and all beings, human beings and non-human beings throughout the world. Thank you. And now we can read. I'll read. These, I love the essays from this book. So the next one, I, I have been just skipping around, but I wanted to read because I really like this topic a lot. It's on faith. So we're in the section, the middle section, the practice of transformation. And this essay is on faith. Faith, to place the heart upon the word for faith in Pali, which is the language of the, uh, the, that the Buddha's teachings were first written in. So I'll start again. So the word for faith in Pali is sadha. While sometimes translated as confidence or trust, the literal meaning of sadha is to place your heart upon. When we give our hearts over to a spiritual practice, it is a sign of confidence or trust in the path we have embarked upon. Faith opens us to what is beyond our usual, limited, self-centered concerns. In Buddhist psychology, faith is called the gateway to all good things because it sparks our initial inspiration to practice meditation and also sustains our ongoing efforts. Faith empowers us to move toward compassion, loving-kindness, and freedom. Yet the concept of faith can be difficult for some people. Faith may be associated with mindless belief, or it may imply the need to proclaim allegiance to a creed or doctrine. Then we fear being judged by ourselves or by others for our degree of compliance. When we use the word faith in a Buddhist context, it is quite different from this, and this difference is crucial. To place the heart upon does not at all mean to believe in something so rigidly that we become defensive about opening our minds to new ideas, nor does it mean that we use what we have faith in as a way of feeling separate from and superior to others. We do not need to subjugate others because of our faith or declare or declare the vessel of our faith as the one true vessel. When we talk about sadha, we are talking about a heartfelt confidence in the possibility of our own awakening. Faith does not need to be viewed as a fixed, solid thing that we either have or don't have. We have experienced faith on many levels. In a classic Buddhist text entitled, The Questions of King Melinda, 
A monk named Nagasena uses an allegory to illustrate this. A group of people gathered on the edge of a flooding stream want to go to the far shore but are afraid. They do not know what to do until one wise person comes along, assesses the situation, takes a running leap and jumps to the other side. Seeing the example of that person, the others say, yes, it can be done, and then they also jump. In this story, the near shore symbolizes our usual confused condition, and the far shore is the awakened mind. Inspired by witnessing another, we say, yes, it can be done. This is one level of faith. But after we have jumped ourselves, when we say, yes, it can be done, because we know it from our own experience, then we have entered into quite another level of faith. The first instance, instance is an example of what is called bright faith. This is the kind of faith that happens when our hearts are opened by encountering somebody or something that moves us. Perhaps we are inspired by a person's qualities of wisdom or kindness, whether it is someone we know or a historical figure like the Buddha or another great being, we begin to sense the possibility of a different, happier way to live. Bright faith is a wonderful feeling and an important beginning, but it is also unreliable. We might encounter one teacher one day and another teacher another day and be moved powerfully by each of them, but in different directions. If we are looking for someone outside of ourselves to sustain our, our faith, we can easily become distracted but by whatever influence comes into our lives next. The deeper level of faith is called verified faith meaning that it is grounded in our own experience. This is a mature faith anchored in our own sense of the truth, centered in an understanding of the nature of the mind and body that we come to through our own awareness. The inspiration and confidence we feel, rather than coming from something outside of ourselves, arises from within and it fuels further inquiries into our own understanding. It is a great turning point in our lives when we move from an intellectual appreciation of our spiritual path to the heartfelt confidence that says, yes, it is possible to awaken. I too can. The tremendous joy accompany, a tremendous joy accompanies this confidence. When we place our hearts upon the practice, the teachings come alive. That turning point which transforms an abstract concept of a spiritual path into our own personal path is faith. That's, I think that's a really good essay, a really good teaching on what faith what we mean by sadha, what we mean by faith in Buddhism. So she explains it so well.
First, we, we are inspired, right? The bright faith. We're inspired by someone. And then there's verified faith. Then it becomes grounded in our own experience. So, uh, that's, this is a really important one, a good one to remember because we can, we might be interested in Buddhism as a study or philosophy or, um, you know, just something that's interesting to study. But, but if you're really practicing Buddhism, you're, you're moving from, um, being interested in it, seeing in it, uh, uh, being inspired by the Buddha, uh, you're, you're moving into it by doing, following the teachings, by living the kind of life that brings happiness and ends suffering. So I really love that. So this weekend, uh, I'll, I'll be here tomorrow, but this weekend is a big weekend. The precept ceremony at Blue Lotus is Saturday morning and everybody's invited to that. It's a, it's an inspiring service to, to get to witness even if you're not one of the participants. So, uh, that's a, a, a nice, it's a, it's a, it's a simple but beautiful ceremony when people just begin to take the precepts. Uh, sometimes people see taking the precepts as a, just a further step into that path of that, uh, confidence in the teachings of the Buddha. So the guideline, the precepts are just the guidelines, uh, of, of ethical behavior. And if you take the ten precepts, the ten paramitas or the bodhisattva vows, then you're, you're, uh, making more of a commitment to to working with the these 10 concepts uh, com, uh faith and determination and patience and energy you know you're you're just developing or working on qualities so that there's no it doesn't there's no time when you sort of sign something saying i'm a buddhist but these Taking the precepts are ways that people just kind of move forward in their practice if they choose to do this. And they just, uh, it, it helps them think more about these guidelines that make everything else in life easier and smoother. And also brings more harmony to them, to themselves, to their, to their, uh, families to the community. They're just principles that are guiding principles for a, uh, a harmonious social situation. And by social, I mean in our relationships with others and in our families and even in our communities. So, uh, that's always a special, that's always a special time. So, we're also uh, saying goodbye to our a good dear good friend of the sangha, Mark, and his funeral is Saturday afternoon. So a lot of us will be present for that. So we're thinking about uh, we're thinking about members of our community, important parts of the community. 
So have a beautiful Thursday, and uh, I'll be here tomorrow. But let this day be one of just enjoying beautiful weather, hopefully, unless you're in tornado, tornado lands. Uh, hope you're safe if you are, and hope you've made it through, and hope you're uh, hope everything is going okay. And for those of you who are here with our beautiful fall weather, enjoy it. Be grateful for it, and uh, be kind today. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow.